0: Hello and welcome to the Cornerstone Counseling Podcast. Yes, we are back.
1: It's been like a year. It has. It's been really bad. Hello, I'm Chris. Hello, Nathan. Welcome. We, welcome. we we really we've sat here for about the last I don't know ten minutes, but I'm sat opposite, opposite Nathan, so it feels longer. And we've, <laughs> been, we've been thinking about what topic we can bring today as our podcast topic, and I guess. We, we're not really sure, because we, we muddled around a whole heap of stuff. We have but muddled. Them. We're just going to go with the idea about why people might end up in therapy. Not the sort of causes about depression or stress or anxiety or grief or that, but the actual thing that gets them to sit in the chair and mm. why people come to therapy, I guess. Yeah. Where are we going with that, Nate?
0: <sighs> Thanks, Chris. Anytime, mate. <laughs> um, so I suppose we, we were talking a little bit about kind of the um, preventative uh, people who come into therapy for preventative reasons versus people who come in for uh, reasons that have
1: have reached crisis point. Proactive versus
0: reactive. That's the word I was searching for. Um, And and how that looks for people. And
1: I think we see a lot
0: of um, reactive people coming in.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we discussed this just now, didn't we? That sense of people coming into therapy when stuff has potentially already hit the fan Mm. Um, now of course sometimes that's unavoidable yeah but there are times perhaps in life where we can see the stuff being ready to be thrown at the fan yeah and when when's the appropriate time to come in Mm. yeah and for me it comes it sits on this thing about authenticity how much we're prepared to admit to ourselves about the need to be real yeah yeah because I think I, I would say, from my own personal experience, that the more real I'm able to be, sooner, <laughs> the more effective that any sort of therapy would, would be for me.
0: Yeah. And also it's also about being authentic in the therapy room as well. That kind of um, uh, congruence, which is the word I can't possibly say yeah. properly, you know, doing... Not with a face full of Rovita. No, not with a face full of Giving the game way. <laughs> I've just had lunch, ladies and gentlemen. Um, (laughs) Two and a half ravita with nothing on it. Nothing on. Self-care right there. Self-care right there. Or just leaving home and not being prepared. Oh no, I'm letting go of my secrets. Um, I am prepared. I am totally prepared. No, they're not secrets. (laughs) Everybody knows I'm not prepared for lunch. There he is again, the hungry man. (laughs) Sorry, I can't focus on therapy because I'm too hungry right now. (laughs) Um, Sorry, we're going off the point, massively off the point. Mm. Um, we'll edit it out. We won't edit it out. Uh, what we're we talking about authenticity, authenticity, authenticity and, congruence. and congruence. Yeah. So, so living what we say and and vice versa, kind of being open and honest in sessions to kind of go, I need help. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. And we have, I think, as human beings, we have quite a tendency to go, I can manage this. I've got this. I'm gonna like push my way through this. And the number of people I speak to when I, the first thing I speak to them and, and they go, Oh, this has been a long time coming. As in sick coming into therapy. Yeah. Um, Like I finally arrived. Yeah. I finally got here. It's been years, but I should have been here years ago. Yeah. Um, And. What's
1: your response to that when someone says that?
0: It's normally what's. I I suppose I'm normally interested in in what stopped them Mm -hmm. from coming. And a lot of the time the response is, I didn't want to face this. Yeah. I didn't want to admit that I couldn't do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I also hear life. Mm -hmm. Life kind of got in the way of me coming into therapy to help untangle the stuff that's stopping me living my life. The other thing as well, which we can't
0: avoid, is cost of therapy. Shh. Yeah. No, it's true.
1: Of course it's true. Some people don't come to therapy because they can't afford it. Yeah. And we've we've written this on our website, that we're very aware that some people will perceive the idea of coming into therapy as an indulgence. Mm. People will perceive it in the same way as getting your nails done or having a massage or, or whatever yeah. it might be uh it's not but we understand why people might think of it. yeah like absolutely because again the other thing that
0: we're hard the other thing i think is hardwired into us as human beings is is the um i need to manage this and i can't manage this so does that mean i'm not worthy of i asked that question about do the, i deserve therapy? yeah do i deserve this do i deserve therapy because i can't manage hmm. it's you know it's i don't I don't necessarily uh, feel worthy of of kind of having this 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 money spent upon me.
1: Yes, or yeah. invested in me. Yeah, and it's interesting because you do tend to see two two very distinct schools of thought. There's exactly that, or there's those people like, oh no, of course, mm. yeah. And actually, you as therapists, you can work with with people coming from from either camp, but there is. There is an element of convincing somebody perhaps in that first session when they come in, and i it 's taken me ages to get here, but I kind of don't know whether i 'm worth it ultimately, it's yeah, kind of what people are saying isn't it? Um, you can work with that, and it 's about encouraging that person there's there's a need you know if there's no need to be in therapy don 't be in therapy, yeah yeah mm. we 're not necessarily in the states where people will. Um, have a, a, a therapist for life and they'll turn up week after week with nothing much going on. We tend to be a little bit more transactional in the UK about how we work through our therapeutic yeah, relationships with so. our with our counsellors and as counsellors with our clients. <clears throat> but if there's a little alarm bell going off somewhere inside you saying you might want to take this somewhere and explore it, I think it's really important not to ignore that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, the The other thing I suppose talking about American therapists um, is the the, I the cultural way that therapy's seen in the UK. Yeah, in that therapy is just for, and I'm going to air quote here, mad people. Yeah, um, and that's not me. You know, I'm not. I'm not the. Uh, I see a lot of people coming through who go, well, I'm. You know, I'm not schizophrenic. I'm not bipolar. I'm not this. Yep, and like, well, I'm not suicidal. Yeah. Well, that, that's not therapy. Is not. Just for people who are at crisis point. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's I, I get so ha- I say so happy, but I think I'm, I think some of the best therapy that's ever been done has been done with people who are proactive. Yes, and I'm, that's not saying that. Reactive people. I, don't I've got to be, be really careful here yeah. because I don't. That doesn't mean that I think reactive people do, can't succeed because they can, and actually, equally, some of the most amazing
1: transformations I've seen in people have been through people who have been through, have been through crisis. Yeah, it's that bit about intent to change, isn't it? Mm um i want to change this about me before something happens um there's there's kind of more traction there's more momentum yeah. involved with that rather than somebody who might be you know what this has happened and i now need to respond to it the momentum is different so you you approach the therapy differently as 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 a counselor working with a client in both of those two spaces both of them have dramatic amounts of effectiveness. Mm. But I, I, I get what you mean. It's, it's difficult to kind of yeah, it's, it's, articulate it. It's, it. it's, it's,
0: it's not, I,
1: I'm, I'm, I think I've been a bit
0: clumsy with my wording there, but um, I think, I've lost my train of thought. That's, that's really helpful on a podcast, isn't it? Have a <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's Chris's turn to talk, because I've, I've, <laughs> I've completely drawn a blank. That's really weird. My brain's gone.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about why why people might come to therapy or find themselves sat in a room with, with a therapist. Now, we're not talking about the sort of causation as to why they get there, but it's that internal response isn't it, where someone gets to a point where they go, yeah, I need to, to talk this through with someone. Mm-hmm. And that comes from that place of authenticity. Uh, and certainly for guys, that can be a real struggle yeah. to, to admit that. Um, we tend to find, um, uh, who knew that this was a thing, that in general, female clients seem to be more emotionally mature and more emotionally aware than male clients in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna say broad all, brush all the time, broad brush strokes, we did it, broad brush strokes, non-judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's, there's something around the emotional intelligence that sits in an individual who goes, I need to go and find a way to help me change yeah. before I arrive at this yeah. car crash destination but the value of therapy doesn't change yes yeah
0: absolutely and I think I think it's interesting because I, I would argue that everybody should should hmm, loaded word could benefit from seeing a therapist uh-huh. even if you're not in crisis point even if you don't feel there's something wrong every human being has stuff that we don't know we do mm-hmm. and therapy is awesome at going you're not aware of that here now you're aware of it you can do something about it And even if that's really low level success, that's really, I mean, that's massively super preventative. Um, And sometimes it's not needed. But I think, I suppose, I sit from that place going, oh, you know, when I was training, I went into therapy. I
1: didn't feel like I needed to. I went because I had to. And I learned loads. Yeah, Um, it was a fascinating experience, that, wasn't it? mm. Because we're talking about proactive versus reactive reasons for going to therapy. And that the intent for being there, in a way, was kind of a box ticking exercise. Oh, yeah, totally yeah but stuff still came out of it who mm. knew
0: <laughs> yeah who who knows sitting in a room with with a super empath- empathic I can't say that word Empathic. really bad for a therapist yeah a super empathic person who's non-judgmental and kind of is totally honest with you and it's a confidential non-judgmental environment would actually be really nice experience yeah uh, and it goes back to like conditions for growth and things like that it's it's the you know um, for, for anybody who doesn't know, it's conditions of growth far. if if you give a human being the right conditions, they will just grow. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's the same sort of um, idea as putting a seed in the ground and watering it, giving it light, giving it warmth. It's going to sprout, and that's the same thing for human beings. We have that same drive inside of us to reach. It's um, what's his name, the person-centred dude, Rogers. Rogers,
1: Carl Rogers, growing towards the light. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an interesting point in that, isn't there, about being present. Plants grow in the present. They mm. don't grow in the future or grow in the past. Yeah. They grow in the planet. They grow now, yeah. yeah. And it's about being here. Yeah. And so there's, there's a quote that we actually have on our wall from a, another, another famous psychotherapist of sorts, I suppose, uh, Carl Jung. Um, and this kind of aligns to what Nathan was saying about we all have things that we do and the quote is until you make the unconscious conscious it will direct your life and you will call it fate and in in a nutshell really that that encapsulates a lot of the purpose behind mm. counseling why is it when i go into relationships they always destruct around me mm.
0: yeah why do i always uh, bring the same sort of people into my life
1: yeah yeah why why can't i why can't i say goodbye without burning bridges mm. Why? Why? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Why do I always drink? <laughs> anything, yeah, anything, it's, right? It's, yeah, yeah. So it's, that's it's that's the... what therapy does. It provides you with that platform, mm, to... bringing the unconscious into the conscious. Exactly. There's... Which is powerful, powerful stuff. When you're sat opposite a client, and then they suddenly have this realization of, oh, it is me. <laughs> it is me doing it. Yeah. I am pressing that big red button. Yes, you are.
0: Mm. Now what are you can do about it? Yeah. And that's, I think that's the thing in therapy is, um, uh, we, we, both me and Chris trained at the same place and, and our tutor, would my, well, when I was there, my tutor would say, uh, we do what we do until we know better. Um, and it's that, so until that point, I can't really hold massive amounts of guilt because I didn't know I was even doing it. Yep. But I'm still responsible for what I did. Yep. Um, but now I know, now the onus is on me to do something about it. And I think that's really scary. Mm-hmm. I think that's a scary thing that puts pe- sometimes puts people off coming into therapy going, i do not entirely sure I want to change.
1: Yeah, or, or even I do want to change, I just don't want to have the accountability that's going to come mm. with that change. Yeah, And then the the kind of obligation is going to be on me to facilitate that yeah, change. Yeah, because I'm now responsible. Yeah, I now know what I'm doing. Yeah, and because I'm being authentic, I'm real and genuine in it as well, mm. so it, it might hurt. Yeah and so, sometimes
0: therapy is about going into those places that are really uncomfortable to go into and, and sitting with that and processing it and moving forward
1: yeah I don't, you know I, I don't want to kind of like come across as too, too I don't know don't know. but some of the best therapy work that I've been sat opposite in those times has been when I've just said to clients just I want you to sit sit with that don't say words just, just sit with it and notice it and you know, we'll talk in a minute, mm. <laughs> you know, sit and experience it. And you, you what you can watch change happening in a client's eyes. Yeah. And it's really powerful stuff to see clients in that cathartic sort of state. It's fascinating. The the, the realisation of what we've been doing is what we've been doing.
0: Yeah. Make it sound so simple. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah.
1: And it really isn't <laughs>
0: I suppose in in from from a theoretical point of view, it kind of is. It's just it's it's stopping avoiding the stuff that we've been avoiding.
1: Yeah, even if we weren't aware we were avoiding. Yeah, it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because on some level, we were probably aware that we were avoiding it, even if we weren't aware that we were aware. You know what I mean? They De- know dealing, that we know. They know we know. They know. Dealing with subconscious and unconscious stuff, um, and kind of you know that it, it's fairly straightforward. It's it's actually just
1: there you go, you're now aware of it. Okay, cool. Yeah,
0: But, but like the so consequences of
1: that. You have to give the power to the client mm. in that moment. Now that you are aware of it, what next? Yeah. yeah. Like that bit I talked to you about earlier on, isn't it? It's when the fish all escape from the dentist and finding Nemo and they're out in the harbor and they, they're all in their little bags, floating up and they're saying, now what? It's, yeah. Therapy can take us to those moments. Yeah, Equipped with this new information, aware of our new environment, what next? Mm. And and I
0: suppose that then goes that leads me to being to to the point of being okay with not knowing what's next. Well, now what? I don't know. That's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're allowed to not know. Yeah. Because we're learning. Yeah. You're lear- You've learned something new. It's okay to be
1: in this place. Yeah. It's all unprecedented. Hmm. Interesting stuff. It is interesting. Cool. Stuff. We're
0: getting we're getting quite deep for our, our, our kind of first one back. Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff stored up
1: in the back of our yeah, head. You know? yeah, we're yeah, yeah. we're yeah. a year further down our therapy journey. We've learned so much more. We are, we're stuff. so much more mature yeah, than that's we were. It. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: yeah. So if somebody's listening to this, because I have a, I have a, a kind of suspicion and theory that... Oh, hello, listener. By the way, we haven't done
1: that bit yet. Oh, yeah, hello, so, listener.
0: Kind of like, you know, 15 minutes in. Yeah. Um. So I have a theory that people the the probably the likelihood is people who are listening to this will have searched out and found it uh-huh and people who i suppose and I'm going from my own experience i didn't i i didn't look and search for therapeutic podcasts and stuff like that until a I wanted to listen to something or I wanted to learn some more information about it or I was curious mm-hmm. um and those are all for me those were all three places where I was like. I suppose I'm trying to look for an answer for something. So, potentially, the people who are listening to this right now are interested in therapy, are curious about what therapy is about, yep. maybe, maybe even going through some stuff right now. Yes. So, how can we make this helpful for those people? I suppose is what I'm thinking. What can we give them?
1: Forty-two.
0: Perfect. Absolutely great There'll be a, I'm, I'm really hoping that everybody <coughs> we've got gets something that. slightly more than just
1: <laughs> the meaning of life the universe and everything yeah it, you know I think the thing that we can give people is to say the best place to judge the value of therapy in your life is from the other side of it mm. yeah as with everything in life if we've never tried it we actually don't know whether it's going to work or not Um, now I have people who walk through the door who aren't ready for therapy Mm -hmm. and so the ethical thing at that point to do obviously is to talk that through with them um, and give them the opportunity to, to go away for a while and then to come back and then you have people who come through the door and they'll be I don't know why I'm here my wife has sent me, my husband has mm-hmm. told me I have to go, whatever yeah. that might be. There's an argument there, ethically, to say that perhaps those people aren't ready for therapy as well. So you kind of have to have made almost a conscious decision of I'm going to give this a go. It's a bit like stepping out in faith. Yeah. In that way. made a conscious decision to give this a go and see where it ends up. But try and do that a bit about suspending judgment on whether it's going to work until you've tried it. Mm. And I think... That's why, you know. Ho- hopefully most counselors do this, we, we do it here, that the initial session is actually a really powerful thing. Mm. I think that's it's almost like that's our, our gift to potential clients, is we're, we're opening up this space where you can come and suss it out. Is that a place where I can be vulnerable? Hey, is that even a person who I'm prepared to yeah, be vulnerable absolutely. in front of? Mm. All that sort of stuff. And it's half an hour, we talk about your therapy goals, mm. and it puts that plan in place. And I know the type of person that I am and that, I think perhaps maybe that's the reason that we have it here because I know that that would work for me. Mm. If someone said, come and try it.
0: Yeah, I think it's really helpful because to, to, it's, it's, there's no obligation, there's no commitment. You're not, you, know, you wouldn't, for, I, I can only speak for us, other therapists would be different. But with us, it's come along, try it out, if you don't like it, you can leave. If you walk into the room and in five minutes you're like, I don't like it, just go. You yeah. can go. There's nothing yeah. stopping you. To, uh, it's And I even
1: say that to people when they first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to I, I, I totally say that yeah.
0: I will not take offence because this is about you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've had I've had people sit down and go, No, this isn't gonna work. It's like fine, cool, excellent, you now know. Hmm. Off you go. Yeah. You know, um
1: But it's interesting to to say at that point. That doesn't necessarily mean that therapy won't work. Mm, just, I'm it's not the right person therapy for here. Yeah. and there's there's so many layers of this, isn't there? There's well is therapy right for me? Is this therapist right for me as yes. well? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And I think the the other thing that can be because it's, it's in my brain because it's a common thread for me at the moment is I'm seeing people who've been to therapy previously mm-hmm. and had really bad experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that is there's so many reasons why that could be but the two most common ones are the therapist and the client were the wrong match mm-hmm. um and or the client wasn't in the right space yep and the right and being in the right space is all about timing um did you actually want to go mm-hmm. lots of people i speak to were made to go into yep. therapy um and that's always an interesting dynamic um and if the timing's not right, or there's other things going on in life, or, or the other thing as well is, I suppose that there is the question: Does therapy work for people who are going, who are, are, are actually in a crisis moment right now? You know that, that that's a really interesting question because sometimes it is,
1: sometimes it isn't. Yeah, do you know? I, I my gut response to that was almost to say it might be a little bit too late, but actually, um, I feel quite strongly on this that. Um, there are multi purposes behind therapy, mm. and therapy at that point might not be about doing work to facilitate change. It might just be about holding an individual yeah, while they go through some time. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. And I, I suppose that's that we we both work from a very similar model in that we we offer the client what they need. Yeah. If that is right now, I just need to survive this thing. Survive here. Cool. Yeah, come here. We'll we'll, we'll work on that, Um and through that, through that kind of. Survival, I suppose. When you come out the other end, it's actually I've, I've I've done that. I've managed that, and that in itself, the the kind of coming out the other end and the ending of that, um, is a massive therapeutic leap. And that could be as much as you need to kind of go. Oh, I can do that. I can do anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And and kind of preventive stuff that was awesome. Um, but then there's, I don't know, they're, they're, they're very different. They're not, one's not better than the other, they're different.
1: They're, they're different, you know, and I was just attempting to multitask because there's a, <laughs> there's a quote on our website that I, I wanted to talk about here. Um, and I think one, one important thing that I've learned that therapy can do, it can help you feel like you're living, not just existing. yeah. And you know, from what you're talking about, that sort of bit, bit about being in crisis. Being in crisis is perhaps about just coping. That could be week by week, day by day, even hour by hour, depending mm. on the severity of where, where a person is at one time. But the, making the choice to come to therapy is a distinct permission. You are giving yourself permission to potentially change, potentially grow, throw in any descriptor you want to in that yeah. point. But the quote we have on our website talks about this it says grant yourself permission to live rather than merely exist and for me that's always been the jump yeah if I'm present and in the moment I'm absolutely living Um, if I stopped needing to cope day by day week by week hour by hour um, have I moved to that place of living or am I just existing, am I just going through the motions and things are happening to me and happening around me and I'm aware of some of it and I'm not aware of other bits. Am I am I living the best life that is available to me right now? And I always feel when clients walk through the door, in the back of my head, there's always that bit about the opportunity that that person has to bring about that change that helps them feel they are living a, a full life. Mm. And it's really powerful stuff to to work through with clients when they realise that it, the permission's all up to them, the decisions are all up to them. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not sat outside with like a big hook dragging people off the street to come in and sit and then go. You will undertake change. Mm. It works better when you want to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 definitely true. You've got to kind of you you get out what you put in. Yeah. And if you don't want to be here, that's fine. Yeah it's your choice you're making a choice you're taking ownership you're you're using your autonomy to
1: go this isn't for me yeah cool and also that bit when an ending happens in therapy when a client has worked through some of their change and they come in it's like I don't need this anymore Mm. job done yeah perfect yeah I've always always thought my job's kind of weird
0: because it's about getting people to a point where they don't
1: need us yeah sometimes that's as quickly as possible absolutely Beginning with the end in mind. Yeah. Always begin with the end in mm. mind and work with clients to that satisfactory conclusion that they've got what they wanted out of therapy. There are, being a therapist is a lonely profession. It's often described as a lonely profession because mm. in general, um, people tend to, you know, work on their own and see clients coming in and out. And yeah. they and I are quite fortunate because we, we work together in different rooms, but we have moments where we can kind of keep in contact. But the best feedback that you can get from clients is, either than coming back for a session <laughs> that's that's good feedback because they value the work that's going in they value the journey that they're going on or when a client ends and that ending is good and it's mm. successful and you know that client is going to walk down the corridor and go off and shine yeah it's all really positive stuff
0: yeah yeah absolutely cool right wow, so we've been talking about 25 minutes that's probably about that's probably about enough I think for I this reckon week. that's alright this time do you want this, me to do the bit this week this <laughs> week <Yeah>. steady <laughs> this year
1: I'm sure this we, year's podcast I'm sure if you listen to the last one on our website we talk about we're about to start a new series or something yeah I think I that. think we
0: promised that they'd be monthly and then that just fell off a cliff yeah yeah
1: should I do the website bit because yes. I, know, I know what it is yeah you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so we have um a website which is good because the the internet is going to take off at one one point in in life. We are at cornerstonesw.co.uk, on our website you can make contact with us, you can see lovely pictures of ourselves and our our new Associate Therapist, The Gary. The Gary. Gary is epic, he has an epic beard, that's fantastic. Um, We have resources (laughs) and videos and uh, all that sort of stuff is available on our website. We are also on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter. And we even have a new Instagram account. Yeah. We are down with the kids. We We're one step away from Snapchat. That's where we are as the therapy organisation. I organization. good, isn't it? I have no
0: idea what Instagram is or how it works. I don't know. Yeah. Pictures and stuff, isn't it? As far as I'm aware. Yeah, so, yeah. It's so old. <laughs> cool. Well, I hope that um, this has been helpful or useful. And if it hasn't, then get get in touch. Let us know. Um, leave only leave five star reviews though. Leave uh, five star reviews and lovely comments so we don't have to cry ourselves to sleep. Yes, yes, just things that make us feel nice because <laughs> we're, we're insecure. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, cool. Uh, so to so get in touch, um, and if you want us to talk about a particular sub- topic or subject on our hopefully regular podcast, yeah. yearly's regular, isn't it? Yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> it would. Regular of sorts, and I think Haley's comments regular, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah get in touch and we will we will cover topics if you want to do so um, yeah I'm I'm, going, I'm whittling now so I'm going to shut up and just whittling yeah whittling <laughs> Put some sticks and you're whittling <laughs> just uh, talking okay whatever the word is waffling waffling yeah. that's the word okay well I'm, we're going to go now let's
1: go see, see you then too. bye